and welcome to the Anatomy of Money podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Fryer, award-winning filmmaker, business coach, and accidental money mindset maven. Each episode, we'll explore the mind-body-money connection through the lens of ancient wisdom, modern science, mindset, mindfulness, and meditation. It's all connected. Tune in and find out how to expand your awareness so you can be free from the traps of the mind. Let's dive in. We're talking about how to create more freedom in your relationship to money, your relationship to time, and the truth of who you are, which is really the ultimate freedom. We're talking strategy and we're talking spirituality. We're talking science and we're talking surrendering to just what is in the moment. This is really a deep dive into your money mindset and your monkey mindset. And I'm super excited to welcome today's guest, Kendra Thornberry. Kendra is just an incredible thought leader in the field, a change agent, a visionary, and I'm so delighted she's here. And I just want to share with you that I ask all speakers to provide us with a bio. So I ask, how do you pronounce your name in case there's anything unusual? And Kendra pronounces her name goddess. And you can totally see why, because she really is the embodiment of power, of fierceness, of vulnerability, of grace, mm-hmm. and compassion. Kendra helps soul-centered women and evolutionary leaders create spiritual and financial freedom so they have greater impact, greater influence, and more money. And all of this while being true to who you are. She's passionate about making it easy for those called to serve the awakening on the planet so that we can effectively help more people while doubling, tripling, or even quadrupling your income. Mm -hmm. Kendra is an internationally highly acclaimed coach, spiritual guide, speaker, facilitator, entrepreneur and humanitarian. She's on the cutting edge of spiritual thought and conscious business practice, and she's blazing a new trail and wealth revolution. And all those labels aside, she's just really an incredible human being. And she considers herself just a human, simply doing her best to walk a path of authenticity and integrity while making a much needed difference on the planet. Kendra, welcome. Oh, thank you. It's so great to be here with you, Deborah, and, and your audience. I'm excited. I'm so, so happy that you're here. So I know that you have had quite a fascinating journey, and you yourself had a dark night of the soul where money taught you a lot. Would you be willing to share what happened? Oh, I'd be glad to. Yeah, I think that uh, very often our lessons come in the form of the challenges and the heartbreaks and the dark nights. And of course, that was very true for me when it came to money. Uh, Just a wee bit of background. I mean, I came from a social services background. I came from a belief system that was very derived from and driven from heart-centered principles. And so I believed that money was just not a good thing. You know, it was the antithesis of my value system. And I certainly didn't believe that it was um, a good force on the planet. And, you know, I launched into my business in in the early years, really knowing nothing about business and about money and sales and and all of the, you know, the tools needed and necessary to be successful in business. So I had a pretty quick wake up call when it came to money, Uh, because to me, entrepreneurship, I mean, what an incredible path of the ultimate responsibility, right? Like I have to create my own income. You know, I don't have what, you know, a lot of people do in terms of the security of a paycheck. And I wanted that. I craved it. I needed, my soul needed the freedom. I actually call myself quite an unemployable human being. But at any rate, when I started my business, Deborah, I just, I really struggled financially. 
honestly, I struggled with feeling like a fraud because there was a really good coach. I had felt like, you know, I had built my abilities when it came to doing the work of transformation with people. But I just did not know how to leverage the value of my gifts in a way that brought in the income. And so, you know, months went by and it got more and more difficult for me. I got to the place where, you know, I'd be up at night feeling insomnia, feeling anxious. And I just, I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. I maxed out my credit cards. And, you know, for me, one month and a low was that I didn't know how I was going to pay for my groceries. And I, I was really scared. And one of the things I was most frightened of is, is that I would have to give up my dream. I would have to let go of my ideals that I could, you know, be on purpose and create a livelihood based on my passion And, you know, play the game of working for someone else, feeling like I had to fit into a box. So at any rate, you know, it was through this, what I call this dark night, because the the nature of a dark night is to have to come, you know, face to face with my fears. And I did that. And I asked the universe, God, source and money to give me a new perspective, give me a new insight into why all of this challenge? You know, I I just couldn't get manifesting to click with money. So, you know, that was really my entry into another level of relating to money, another level of, of reinventing my relationship with money that enabled me to feel like, oh, I can do this. And I can do it in a way that feels true to my heart-centered values and a way that feels integrity to who I am, which is really important to me. Like, I'm not going to play a money game just to, you know, get the money. It has to represent, you know, all of who I am. So I'll stop there because I'll let you see what you want to go with on that. Well, so there you were feeling super scared of giving up your dream, but also super scared of how am I going to pay my bills and super scared of I'm feeling like a poser. How did you reconcile that, right? There's something that happened in your brain, in your mindset that clicked, that gave you a new perception and a way through. Yeah. Great question. Thank you. Yeah. So for me, it began with that turning towards the universe and towards money, towards God, goddess source with that inquiry. And, you know, to be honest, it didn't really feel like an inquiry. You know, it sounds kind of gracious when I look back on it or when I talk about it, but really in the moment, it was more like, what's going on? You know, it was more of this like, come on, you know, I'm a good person and I I have good work I want to put out into the world. And, you know, I'll admit, I think it felt a little victim-y at the time. Mm. But there was something in me, like this this rise of a, a declaration that came forth that said, listen, you know, universe, if you want me to be of service in the world, like I got to get a handle on this money game. I can't be caught up in this preoccupation of how to pay my bills. Like, you know, we got a world change here, right? So it was this, what I call this, this talk with God, where it wasn't just an inquiry. It wasn't just an appeal. It was more of a command where I was was like, okay, let's get straight here. And what then unfurled for me as a result of that was some pretty radical shifts within myself. I started seeing things and hearing things and, and creating things that felt beyond me. And I want to say I made a deal, but that doesn't quite capture it. I, I pledged 
I devoted myself in a new and bigger way to sharing and paying it forward. I said to spirit, you know, whatever it is that you share with me to help me transform this mess and to become financially free, I will pay it forward. And I've lived up to that pledge. So it was that that commanding presence. And really the other part, and you know this, is it was a decision, Mm -hmm. right? Nothing changes until we decide. And I had been caught up in feeling like a victim to money, feeling helpless, feeling like it had some kind of big ominous power over me. And I think it was that point of decision where I recognized that I needed to take control. I needed to be in charge and I needed to step into that 100% responsibility and accountability to be the co-creator with money. I totally love your fierceness, Kendra. It's just so great. I I hope you all are really noticing Kendra's language because she is really precise with how she chooses to have a conversation with the universe. I command, I pledge, I devote myself. I just love these reminders because when we bring our full selves 100%, it's like gravity, right? You push down and gravity pushes up with equal force. And you can feel this in Kendra's energy field, right? That she put her full self forward and said, I am bringing myself fully here. Are you? In. And the universe mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm, I'm in. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, to impart one of the core teachings from that dark night for me around money is the transition from being a victim to a creator. And I do believe that that's one of the teachings that money has for us right now, individually, in our businesses, on our planet. It is an opportunity for us to get more real with ourselves and reconcile any parts of ourselves that are buying into a way of thinking and a way of being where we feel like we're being done to, right? Like that's the system, that's the leaders, that's the politics, that's the banks. It was really like this next level all in like, wow, I need to take responsibility for this and money will show you where you're still being a victim. That's so smart. I love the way that you flipped it because you started telling us how you were really afraid of money, right? Mm -hmm. You were really in opposition to money. Money wasn't showing up for you. And then you flipped it to money. What do you have to teach me? Yes. So totally transforming your relationship into one of being open to the message. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that is another one of my takeaways from that stretch of time. And, and really since then, how my relationship has evolved with money, you know, from that scraping by to you know, having major breakthroughs and then my income doubled and then, you know, a variety of breakthroughs in my income that is another insight that really revolutionized my experience with it, which what you just highlighted, it is a teacher. Mm. And when you start viewing money as a teacher, as an aid, as an ally that is here to guide you to greater understanding, increased purpose, you know, better presence or mastery as a leader, you know, whatever it may be, it completely changes. It changed it for me and it has with my clients, um, the way that you relate to money. So beautifully put. 
So there are a lot of people who may be saying, well, that's really great, but I'm not at that spiritual place, <laughs> right? I mean, you've done a lot of spiritual work to get to that place of even being able to see, oh my gosh, there must be a message in here that I'm supposed to be getting. What am I not getting, right? You, like you are already at that place. How do you help people who want to develop that deeper relationship with spirit? Because mm-hmm. your relationship to spirit was really key to you getting, uh, being able to receive the wisdom of money. Yes, yes. Thanks. Yeah. For me, my newfound freedom with money has opened to me because I chose to bring spirit into it. And and it's such a great question about, you know, listeners who, who may not be connected with your spiritual path or feel like that's still something that, you know, you're in your learning curve with. But the first thing is to, to choose to be curious even that spirit, spirituality could be a part of your relationship with money. That was one of the reasons why I was repelling it because I am a spiritual person and I thought money's not spiritual, right? I was like, one of the things that I like to say is that I was a spiritual snob when it came to money. Like there was a way that I thought that the mundania of money was below me. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to deal with that stuff. Just, you know, let me sit on a mountain and meditate and do my high purpose, right? And I realized that there was a division there that was just really a barrier, right? Like this idea that that the physical and the spiritual are separate and are at conflict versus, you know, here we are on this planet and we get to weave, we get to marry these energies and dimensions. So first, allow yourself to be curious and choose. Like, you know, even if it's, it's for a month, right? Like you don't have to believe anything I say. I mean, it's just work for me and, and some of my clients. But I encourage you to, to try it on. If 30 days feels too much, try it on for seven days. Like, huh, I'm just curious. What would it be like to venture into a new territory where spirit and money are in a sacred alliance? And then in terms of bringing that, your question, Deborah, you know, what's one or two practice that feels spiritually oriented to you? Is it meditation? Is it yoga? Is it going for a hike in nature? Is it journaling in a a prayerful way? For me, I'll share one of the things that I started doing in this process is I created an altar and I put money on it, right? Like that was new to me. I was like, huh, let me just see what it's like to start viewing money as something that's sacred. I'm interrupting this episode just to let you know that I am offering some group VIP days. I am super excited about this. I've never done it before and you are the first to know about it. A group VIP day is limited to five people. It is with me in a Zoom room and we will be diving deep into your subconscious conditioning around money, clearing your money blocks fast, and you're going to get customized, personalized laser coaching with me. So apply now. There is a link in the show notes and five lucky people will get to be with me for a private VIP day. Okay, let's dive back into the episode. I want to ask you one more thing about your connection to money, because what I heard you say in the very beginning of this interview, uh, which is such an important thing for the audience to hear, is that you recognized you're part of a cycle and you agreed that you were going to pay it forward. And I know, Kendra, for you, that is an enormous part of your mission, your vision, and really what fulfills you is creating and contributing to something bigger. So would you be willing to share more about that and the value of that? I would love to. You know I'm passionate about this yeah. topic. Well, and it's such a great it, mindset tool yeah. too, right? Because you're well, it it absolutely is. And that's part of why it was so profound for me to understand how money is a teacher uh, to elevate me, us out of victim consciousness. Because part of what happens is, is that we, with money, can get very stuck 
stuck in our survival consciousness, you know, and so we're, we're preoccupied with, you know, paying my electric bill, getting my shelter taken care of and food on my table. And that's very eye oriented, you know, it's very ego oriented. It's, it's quite limited in the sphere of my existence. And so that was one of the revelations that I had during this time, Deborah, was is that in order to be successful and flourishing in my relationship with money, I needed to move from this, this position of I into a place of we, where I understand that I am an interconnected part of a whole. It's so much more than myself. And so being in this fear, survival consciousness of how am I going to pay my bills it was so limiting. And actually, one of the things that I, I have come to believe is money struggles are actually an excuse for playing small. Oh. Because once I took responsibility for making money and really considering, wow, how can I be a catalyst and a conduit for more money to come through so that I can contribute more on this planet? Like, wow, then I really started to need to, you know, step up in bigger and bolder ways. And that's what I needed to start dealing with. You know, when I was all worried about paying my bills, I didn't have to think about my visibility issues or, or <laughs> you know, my fear of being a leader and people attacking me or something. You know, all these, these other things that money can disguise, right? So... I love this topic and it's, it's so important as you proceed in your relationship to money to consider how is it that your relationship with money can help you be of greater service on this planet. You know, for me, I like making money. And one of the greatest joys for me is that I get to contribute to, to causes and organizations that are helping to eradicate poverty on the planet, that are providing clean water and education to children, right? So that's part of it is recognizing that there is, there's an exchange, right? There's the law of reciprocity. It comes in and it comes out and we're all part of the cycle. Yeah. And what I love about that too, is that when we're contributing to something that's bigger than us, we're telling ourselves subconsciously, I matter. I make a difference. Right? Yes. So I think so many people when they're, oh, I'm totally having truth bumps. <laughs> when we think about, oh, I can't pay my bills and I don't have any clients and it's all like me, 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 woe is me. I'm in my victim place. Yeah you get stuck in the place of, I don't matter. Nothing I do makes a difference. Yes. And when we contribute, what we're saying is, I care about the environment because I live here. I care about Mm. children all over the world. I care about education for all. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. I love your spirit. I love your care and your conviction on that. And, you know, that was another part of the breakthrough for me. And I can see that at different times in my business expansion and growth is that the moving out of the eye space, it also, it brought the salve that I needed around, like you said, not feeling that I mattered. And I had a lot of money shame. I mean, I was really embarrassed that I was a coach and, you know, a business leader, and I was still struggling with managing my finances. And there was a lot of shame that I unearthed, you know, my insecurities, my not enoughness and, and all of that stuff that, again, money was hiding for me. So when we start giving, we see that we're part of something bigger. It also opens our hearts and money loves open hearts. Mm. You know, it's like you can see, oh, you're a giver. Here, let me give you more because you're going to keep giving, right? And it helped me at the time to stop being so focused on my own problems and my own woes and my own pains. It's like, okay, come on. There are people out there on the planet that need my help. Let's do this work. And then that, that gives you some traction, right? When you start giving, and even if you can just give small, you know, it's like I've worked with clients 
clients that are like, oh, I, you know, I don't feel like I have enough money to start giving to causes. I'm like, do $10 a month, right? It completely changes things for you. It totally does. I, is that all right with you if I share a personal story between you yeah. and me? So I had the privilege of working with Kendra and one of the things that was up for me was contribution. And I had this scarcity mindset of, I can't afford it. And then I realized, who do I get to be if I'm contributing at this level? And I did the math because I decided I wanted to triple my income and I decided I was going to contribute 10% of that new number, right? It was quite a big jump for me and it was really uncomfortable. And I decided I'm going to live at this level of contribution, of influence, of you know, giving to causes I care about, which are, for me are education and the environment. And so I mm-hmm. chose the number first. I chose the contribution first. And then I had it automatically taken out of my credit card. So I was going to have to grow into that. And I did. And I don't know that I would have had I made my decision from the place of scarcity where I was. So yes. that's an incredible blessing oh, that I got personally from you. Such a great story. I'm so glad that you're, you know, illustrating this point through how it's worked for you, mm-hmm. right? So you choose what level do I want to contribute at? And you work back from there. Who do I need to be in order to, to make that level of contribution? And you did it. You've, right. you've had quantum leaps. Yeah. And I want to tie back into something you said at the beginning. No, I know. We just get so excited. Deborah and I have such a great alliance and energy together. So I was just underscoring, you know, how much of a success you have been in the quantum leaps with your business and your income and the level of contribution as a result. Yeah, it's really exciting. Thank you. I wanted to tie back something you said in the beginning, which was a belief that a lot of people have, which is that it's not spiritual to have a lot of money. And what you're demonstrating with, and what we're talking about here with this conversation around contribution is that the more money flows through your business, the more you get to contribute. So it's actually incredibly spiritual to have money because you get to serve in a much bigger way. And none Mm -hmm. of us is helping anybody by remaining poor and keeping that vow of poverty. So it's, you know, it's a win-win for everybody on the planet and the creatures and the, and the leaves and the four-legged and the finned, everything. Mm -hmm. So I totally want to honor your time and I could talk to you all day long, but we're running towards the end. So I just want to tie up that little thread about contribution because I know that you're offering a free gift to people. How do people get more of you, Kendra? Yeah. Well, um, thank you. It's, it's such a pleasure to be here with you and part of this community. And uh, yeah, for those of you who feel like you're, you're curious or interested, would like more, I, I do have an ebook that I created a, a couple of years ago that uh, came out of you know, this huge uh, expansion that I've had with money. It's called Three Keys to Making Money, Being You. And uh, you know, I go into some of the struggles that are, are pretty common for coaches, healers, change agents, uh, questers and what you can do to get out of that struggle of lack and uh, stop spinning your wheels and break through. And uh, I go into some new wealth paradigms and a lot more juicy stuff. And so should I go ahead and give the link to that or? It's right here below. So oh, if you, you got look below the page, it, it's on here and it'll take you actually over to Kendra's website. Excellent. You can learn a lot more about her and her coaching and you can get her free book. And I really, really encourage you to do it because there's a wealth of information in there. And if you follow mm-hmm. some of the stuff that she suggests, you will have it works (laughs) it works yeah i mean you know we we talk about the spirit infused model of with money and and so forth and it you know it's it's not just woo woo right i mean there's so much evidence that demonstrates this bridge you know between spirit and money um this mindset work that you're doing deborah is really the key to the formula and it's actually very practical you know you you do it and you see results and it feels great 
And it feels great. Right? We're not struggling, right? When we really land in yeah. the truth of who we are and we follow our spirit. And for those of you who aren't yet feeling like you have that, it's coming, right? It's there for mm-hmm. you. And so it's not like you're missing out. It's, it's already there and it's coming for you. On my experience, and I know your experience too, Kendra, is that when we really inhabit that space, it's fun and we get paid well yes. doing what we love. And that's what we're here to share. Absolutely. We're here to do what we love. And I think that's the other, I think, myth, if you will, that we need to bust, that you're busting, that I'm busting. And it's one of the reasons why this, this new venture into wealth consciousness is so exciting is this, that I think we all crave to produce, to create, to live, to lead our lives and our livelihoods through what we love doing and to know that, that we will be supported with plenty with money. And we are and we will. Well, thank you so much for all your wisdom. Oh, your thanks for having me. Your is your joy. It's You're really so great. <laughs> so much love to you. Have a so much love to you. Blessings. Prosper well. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Anatomy of Money podcast. If you loved what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Could you help us grow this podcast? If you're listening right now, please grab the link and share it with three friends who'd also love to be free of the traps of the mind. When we change the way we see the world, our whole outlook changes. Peace is an inside job and you're hired. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.